0: Hi, this is Amber, and you're listening to Amber on Podcasts. Hi, 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 hello, and welcome to episode number 112 of Amber on Podcasts. I'm your host, Amber Camille Ligon, and this podcast is all about doing more good for more people. Thank you so much for joining me. This week, I bring you the wisdom of BJ Fogg, author of the book, Tiny Habits, and founder and director of the Stanford Behavior Design Lab. BJ Fogg has spent 20 years researching and teaching human behavior and can teach us all a little something about how to create new behaviors and habits to help us lead better lives. In this episode, you will learn how to change your behavior and develop new healthy habits that enhance your life, why people struggle with creating new habits using the traditional methods that set us up for failure, and the skills of behavior change and how to implement them yourself. If you haven't yet, please take a moment to subscribe to the show. Every Thursday, I release a new episode, and I would love to have you join me now. Let's learn more about habits and let's start the show. I love finding new great podcasts with so many of them out there. It can be like finding a needle in a haystack, but this doesn't stop me from searching and search I must because that is how I find the best stories, the most helpful insight and ideas and conversations that help me lead a better life so I can turn around and teach them to you to help you lead a better life. One new podcast I discovered that is definitely helping me live better is the Feel Better Live More podcast hosted by Dr. Rangan Chatterjee. Dr. Chatterjee interviewed Stanford professor and social scientist BJ Fogg and discussed tiny habits, the small changes we do that lead to big results and healthier habits. It turns out it's emotions that create new habits, not repetition and not motivation. This is important to understand because learning how to create new habits is fundamental. It helps us live better and learn new skills. And lucky for us, BJ is the world's leading expert on behavior change. BJ says it doesn't take a certain amount of hours or days. Repetition has nothing to do with it. It's all about emotion and feeling successful. When you feel successful, that behavior becomes more automatic. But what stops people from changing their behavior in the first place? Why is it people know what they should be doing but aren't doing it? They, they know they should eat better. They know they should exercise more, but nothing happens. BJ explains that the reason for this is life can be really hard for some people. People get discouraged. They get defeated. The food environment of addiction and sedentary lifestyles make it hard for us to change our habits. In his work, he teaches people how to feel good about their success and not beat themselves up. People have so much self-trash talk that can last an entire lifetime. This is what led BJ to do his work, to help people feel more positive and stop the self-trash talk. People are discouraged and feel like they aren't ready to make a change. So BJ's key focus is to make people feel good about themselves. Feeling good is important when you are trying to create new behaviors because the top goal is to make people feel successful. In any product or service, that is what keeps us coming back, like Instagram. You take a picture, you add a filter, and you post it, and you feel like an artist immediately. You feel successful. The feeling of success is what wires in the habit, not repetitions. When you do something and feel successful, that behavior becomes more automatic, and you are more likely to do it in the future. The feeling of success motivates you to do it again and transforms it into what BJ calls success momentum. As people do behaviors and feel successful, their confidence increases, and then when they encounter challenges, they are more likely to overcome them and are better equipped to overcome them. So changing one behavior successfully can have a ripple effect into other areas of our lives. BJ teaches us how to create new behaviors, mistakes to avoid, and how the traditional behavior change programs set us up for failure. He says, if you've tried before and didn't succeed, it's very likely not your fault. There are so many programs out there that set people up to fail. One example is the story of the patient who was prescribed strength training by his doctor. Both he and his doctor agree that it was a great treatment for him. And the patient, let's call him Bill, was so excited to start his strength training so he could start feeling better. Bill discussed with his doctor and committed to doing three 40-minute workouts per week. Bill was excited. He left the appointment feeling motivated and ready to tackle his new strength training workouts. One month later, Bill returns to his doctor's office and sheepishly admits that he has been too busy with life and work and hasn't managed to do even one workout. Bill feels like a failure and is embarrassed to admit this to his doctor. Using the tiny habits technique, the doctor prescribes a new workout for Bill. Instead, he teaches Bill a workout that he has to do for five minutes twice a week. Bill doesn't have to get changed for it. He can do it anywhere, and it's only five minutes. Bill leaves the doctor's office and is committed and motivated. When he comes back a month later, he tells the doctor that he loves these new workouts, and he's now doing the workout for 10 minutes every day in his kitchen before his evening meal. He was prescribed 10 minutes a week and ended up doing 70 minutes a week. BJ says this works because often when people decide they are going to change their behavior, they are in a high state of motivation and truly believe that they can do anything. But what we don't account for very well is what will happen to our motivation in the future. When days later, our motivation sags and we aren't able to do the hard workout. What the doctor did was match Bill with a simple exercise routine that didn't require much time, money, or physical effort. He set the bar low. When the bar is set low and the person is set up to succeed, not fail, they can do even more, which in this case helped Bill wire in the habit and increase his motivation. Another key part of this is the celebration Bill gets to have when he comes back to his doctor and tells him how great he did. And then Bill starts to believe that he can change his behavior in other areas. He starts to identify himself as someone who does strength training and someone who can change. BJ says, in many ways, behavior change is about identity change. This change in identity can lead to more and more healthy behaviors because emotion is the key. You are no longer the person who has failed. You are the person who is succeeding. BJ found that the key is you have to help people feel successful at something really small. Other programs for behavior change don't follow this success model. They fail at this because they have you set a very ambitious goal, track it daily so you can see evidence that you're failing, and then put you on guilt trips. You have a leaderboard or they put you into groups of who's winning and who's not winning. None of these are ways to make people feel successful. It's just the opposite. BJ says meditation is an example of a habit that's very hard to form because as people start meditating, they do not feel successful. They sit there and realize how busy their mind is, and it's not a feeling of success. If you do something and you don't feel successful, that thing is very unlikely to become a habit in your life. If you are someone who is finding it difficult to form a new habit, it's possible it's just not the right timing for you. Maybe meditation isn't the right habit for you at this time. One powerful way to think about habits is to think of them as plants. BJ teaches us to imagine that you have a garden, and each habit is a plant. You can let weeds grow and whatever happens, happens. Or you can plant plants and design it the way you want. Sometimes a plant just isn't in the right spot, or maybe it's the wrong time of year. You have to ask yourself, where does this new habit fit naturally in my life? And if for some reason it doesn't take root— That's not your fault. Maybe it's the wrong spot in your life, the wrong time of year. If it's not working, redesign it. And if you can't redesign it, move on and work on other things. BJ says it's important to remember that there is a different time for different things. If we can tune into that, we can be more successful. In a garden, you don't plant something and expect it to grow for years and years. You can easily take it out and plant something else in its place. People think once they do something and stick with it, they have to always stick with it. BJ reminds us to be flexible, to be playful, and keep evolving and trying new things to see what works best for you. BJ also brings a solution and offers us guidance on how we can create new habits. Number one is scale it back to be really tiny, extremely tiny. Commit to doing two push-ups, to two squats. Then find where does it fit naturally in your routine. Want to floss your teeth? After you brush, commit to flossing one tooth. Want to start writing more? After you shower, you will get out and open your journal. You won't write in it. You just open it. You start off really small. See where it fits naturally in your routine so it's easy to adopt. Just like in the garden, you don't start out with a huge plant, you start out with a tiny seed and see where it fits naturally. And remember, when you do that new behavior, you must allow yourself to feel good about it. You have a mini celebration which allows your brain to connect to that emotion and feel good and want to feel more of that thing. This goes against the idea that repetition creates habits, it does not. There is correlation with habit formation, but, does, but it does not create it. It's emotions that create the habit. You want to feel good when you do it so you will return back to the same behavior. Number two is BJ says that one of the keys in tiny habits is to not raise the bar on yourself. When you do two push-ups or a five-minute workout, you can do more if you want, but you don't have to. It's just extra credit. You don't do two push-ups this week, then five next week, then eight, then 10. You just stay at two push-ups. If you keep going up, you'll be set up to fail and feel unsuccessful. You want to feel like a superstar in order to keep the habit going. Set the bar really low and keep it low for months until you can set the bar higher on your own and not feel like someone is pushing you. B.J. did this himself when he committed to doing two push-ups each time he used the bathroom. He did this at his home only, dear listeners, never in a public restroom. He committed to doing two push-ups, and sometimes he would do more. Sometimes it would be three or five or ten, and he worked up to 20, 30, and now he can do 50 push-ups. He doesn't do 50 push ups every time, but this trained him, made him stronger, boosted his confidence, became something that is part of his identity, and ended up leading to more healthy habits. This is important for us to understand for ourselves and for others we love who are trying to learn new habits like children, friends, parents, coworkers. BJ says we have to remember that motivation alone will not get us there. Motivation comes in waves, and you can't really rely on motivation full-time or long-term, our motivation and our willpower will run out. BJ calls this the motivation wave. It goes up and it goes down and they come in all different shapes and sizes. If you know that is the natural course of motivation, you can stop beating yourself up and thinking there's something wrong with you because your motivation goes up and down. Behavior change is a skill. It's a set of skills, and some people are better than others. You have to be able to know how to feel good about doing something really small, which is a mindset skill. You have to know when to push yourself and when not to. These are important skills to learn because our behaviors impact our health, our well being, our relationships. Everything is a downstream consequence of our behavior. So, if it is a trainable skill, Why haven't we been taught how to do it? This is precisely what motivates BJ and the reason why he is mapping this out for us so we can understand the skills of change and how to learn and implement them for ourselves. It makes sense when you hear it, but it hasn't been formalized. With BJ's work, it has structure and can be easily understood and more people can find success. Imagine if all teachers, parents, doctors were trained in the skills of change and how much more success would be possible. BJ adds that picking the right habits for yourself is a skill. And in the beginning, you may want a doctor or maybe a coach to help you if you're unsure. Another skill is how to troubleshoot a behavior that's not happening. You don't beat yourself up. You start looking for your prompt to remind you. If you are being reminded and you still aren't doing it, you look at your ability. Is it too hard? You make it easier to do. If you remind yourself and you make it easy and still don't do it, it's a motivation issue. So maybe move on to something else. BJ teaches this skill in his book, Tiny Habits. I'll be sure to link it in the show notes. BJ says that every behavior starts with three things. Number one is ability. It has to be simple enough for you to do it. Number two is motivation. You have to be willing to do it. Number three is prompt, something that says, do this now. If you want to start a behavior, you have to make sure all three things are present. If you want to stop a behavior, you remove one thing or make it harder to do. It always comes back to those three things. Ability. Motivation, prompt. It really is that simple. People say it takes 28 days to create a new habit, but BJ says that is not true. It's not repetition. It's emotions. Some things are instant habits. When you get a new cell phone, you immediately have a new habit of carrying that phone around. When you get a new car, you have the habit of driving that car immediately. It's not repetition. It's the emotional experience people have as they do the behavior. I am so thankful to have discovered BJ's work because it makes me feel better and gives me a new path forward that I have already started implementing in my life. Lastly, I want to leave you with the three habits BJ recommends for all of us to get started. Number one is to start every day when your feet hit the floor, say, it's going to be a great day. That habit starts your day in the best possible way. This is the one habit he prescribes out of everything in his book. Even if you don't believe it, add somehow to the end. Say, this is going to be a great day somehow. I love this one, and it's close to something I already use in my life. When I wake up in the morning, I like to put both of my hands high in the air and say, I'm alive! It's a great reminder that I'm still here breathing and living this gift of life. The second habit BJ recommends is when you're frustrated with someone, let that be your prompt to think. Everyone is doing the best they can. No one is trying to screw up. This helps with patience and empathy and is 100% true. No one is trying to be a jerk. No one is trying to mess up. And the more you can understand that and put your ego aside, the better off you will be. Number three is one that I really love. As soon as you turn on the shower, let that be your prompt, your reminder to think of one positive thing about your body. It can be the cut on my thumb healed. I like my nails. I have a cute mole on my wrist. Find one new thing each time. Then you can start appreciating this marvelous thing that is your body and you start looking at it from a different angle. We can use these tiny habits and tools to create better lives for ourselves and do more good for more people. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for joining me. I loved covering this topic for you, dear listeners. I hope it helped you understand your behavior and inspired you to make the change you want to make in your life. Now you know the importance of learning the skills of behavior change, why the traditional models do not work, and how to implement behavior change through tiny habits in your life. For all of the show notes and to sign up for exclusive updates, visit mytalkingdollars.com. If you haven't yet, don't forget to subscribe. Please leave a review if you love the show. Reviews help me grow the show and are a great way for me to connect with you. And please join me next week for another conversation about living your best life and doing more good. Thank you. Love you. Bye.